Hi, team. I'm Fitz Kohler, your fitness expert and very noisy race announcer from fitness.com. And welcome to the Fitness Show powered by the Wasden Speaker Series. That's right. This episode is coming to you as a part of the University of Florida's Sport Management Department, where we have conversations in sports. And we'd like to thank the Wasdens for allowing us this opportunity. I try very hard with in my role here and the sports management department to bring speakers that are relevant, the greatest coaches, the greatest leaders in sports. And today I have one I'm very, very excited about. It's Joe DeSena, and he is the founder and CEO of Spartan Races, amongst other things. And I'm a huge fan of the uh, Spartan empire, but he's also an author of Spartan Way, Spartan Up, Spartan Fit, and I should say best-selling author. And he's actually quite meaningful to me as he is millions of other athletes around the world. And I say athletes, anyone who steps up to the starting line at any of his events earns that title. But last year when the world shut down, I was just finishing up 15 months of chemo for breast cancer. And while I was desperate to break free and go have some fun as I was starting to feel good again. Uh, nobody else was offering up the opportunity, but Joe stepped up to the plate and he held a Spartan event in June of 2020. So again, everyone was hiding out and Joe said, nope, sports matter, fitness matters, and I'm going to serve my customers. And so I had my port removed about a week earlier than it was scheduled so I could go play. And that was the first time in about a year and a half that I had felt like Fitz Kohler again. It was a really triumphant day for me. So I know he didn't plan that event for me, but I was a great recipient. And I know there were other people on the course where um, that event mattered too. So I'm really excited to have him here on the show. So I'm going to stop talking and welcome Joe DeSena. Thanks for having me. And, and um, did we meet at that race? We did not meet at the race. We didn't meet, we didn't meet at the race. I, there were so many people that came up and literally started crying um, because it was the first time they'd been out of the house in a while. So when I heard that story you just mentioned, I thought I, I seem to remember hearing stories like that. Um, I, I want to uh, I, I got to get a clip of the video you just and I want to share that with our team, because when you when you're having a tough day and we're having a lot of tough days here trying to get the machine going again globally, uh, you hear a story like that and you're like, this is why we do this. Yeah. So thanks for having me. No, of course, of course. And it was a hell of a good time. It was so much fun. And you know, we discussed briefly. I love dirt. Dirt. I, my mom used to call me her dirty Irish kid. That was my nickname growing up. And so as grown-ups, the opportunity to go out and play. And you know, I'm I'm a race announcer, so I see people come through mostly road races and a few triathlons, et cetera. But uh to see the regular Jills and Johns out there out on the course, the accountants and truck drivers and everybody having so much fun. It really, you provide an opportunity for playtime, which is pretty special. Yeah, and, and we need it, right? In this world of, of uh, living behind our screens and everything being sterile and uh, climate controlled, um, we need it more than ever. We need to get outside, get dirty, uh, not just not just for our bodies, but for our minds and for uh, our immune systems. And we, we are animals and somehow we forgot. Um, we forgot that we're animals because we paint our nails and wear fancy clothes and sit in fancy cars. Um, 
but we're animals when you when you peel it all back and and we got to start living like like animals if you want to be if you want to be healthy i agree and you know what there's no point in living long if you're not living well yeah health span right health span so so you want to be healthy and then drop dead and die yes right you don't you don't want you don't want to have a ton of issues that are lifestyle related in those in those uh those last 10 15 years like my dad had just because he wasn't eating healthy and he wouldn't take care of, of himself so um even even if you don't move the needle on when you're gonna die if on june 17th 2050 uh that's your day to go let's be as healthy as we can till that day yeah, yeah. I don't want to be stuck in bed. I don't want to be stuck in a chair. I want to go, go hard. And in fact, it's interesting. I've had some friends tragically die, die young recently, people I will miss very much. But one of the things that was comforting to me is they lived every day to the fullest. They went hard. They traveled. They sought adventure. They played. They they had as many laughs as they could squeezed into those 50 years, et cetera. And I, I just think that's that's the way to do it. That's the game. Yeah, Spartan race every weekend. So, um, so people in internet land watching, um, and I want to talk to those guys, folks. Feel free to use the comments section wherever you are to say hello, ask questions, get involved in the conversation. Just use the comments, and um, we'll show them if they're appropriate. <laughs> um, but to give people the scale of your business, how many events do you put on each year? Well, in a non-COVID year, we're 45 countries, 325 events, and a lot of headaches. <laughs> I was going to say how many countries? 45 countries? 45 countries, yeah. How many athletes? Uh, about one point, somewhere between 1.5 and 1.8 million. It's incredible. How many employees? Uh, 300, uh, 300 to 500, depending on COVID. We got up to 500 uh, just before COVID. Um I'd like to keep it 300 because, you know, the 300 Spartans, that would be a nice number to stay at. Okay. All right. And then uh, how many porta potties? A lot of porta potties. Oh, my <laughs> God. Um, doing some quick math in my head. It's got to be like 8,000 porta potties around the world. At least. At yeah. least I thought you were going to tell me there's like 2 million porta potties. No, no there's, there's um, let's just do the math here quick on burpees. 1.8 million people. You're, I mean, you're talking about 60, 70 million burpees a year. It's a lot of burpees. That's a lot of burpees. I think, I feel like I contributed generously to your burpee count last year. So, yeah. So, so we could take the number down by 70, right? Uh, 90. <laughs> 90. <laughs> Possibly a thousand. Who knows? Who knows? Hey, um, are you watching the Olympics right now? I'm not watching the Olympics right now, but we have one of our athletes is there competing in wrestling. So I would love it for all of you to watch him. His name is Kyle Dake, and um, he went to Cornell University, and he's out there, and he's going to get a gold medal. That's so, um, so now you got somebody to watch in wrestling. He's a Spartan athlete. That's incredible. Now, um, what do you think is going right and wrong in the Olympics this year? I'm not too happy. I mean, I don't know the inner workings. I don't think any of us do on what went on with Simone. Um, but, but my instinct, my knee jerk reaction, it's really unfair for me to say is, um, you know, that's the life we chose. It's hard and no matter what's going on. And so, um, finish what you start. Right. And easier for me to say, I'm not there easier for you, but, um, it's really hard to run a business, uh, COVID. I wanted to quit. Well, I want to quit every day, but you got to stick with it. My moms want to quit. You probably wanted to quit. You're going through chemo, but you, you, you got to do it. So like, 
Um, so that's one thing. The other thing is I lived in Japan for a year. Um, Japanese are extremely organized, extremely tidy. Um, I'm, I'm shocked that uh, they haven't figured out a, a way. They didn't figure out a way to get spectators there. I, want, I wanted to be there. I'm sure a lot of folks from our world want to be there. So that's really frustrating um, and annoying. And then obviously all the craziness around the athletes that had COVID and can't compete. And, uh. I know it's exhausting, right? Where you just want to be able to root for your countrymen and yeah. um, have a little national pride. Now, uh, what do you feel about politics and sports? They have no place in sports. I mean, I, I, I get annoyed when we and our team on our side with the best intentions feel um, bound to make uh, you know a comment regarding something that's going on in in um, in the news and it's, it feels like the right thing to do but my feeling is we are so inclusive um, 45 countries we operate in all we really want to do is get people healthy that's our goal we don't want them eating shit we want them training every day we want them doing hard tough challenges um, it has no place here. It has no place. Um, that's that, in my opinion. Yeah. I would say fitness is apolitical. Like I want the Democrats and the Republicans and the, you know, even the communists, I want them all to exercise and eat right. It's not so complicated, right? doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you believe in. I don't care what church you go to. I don't care what, what, um, what, what politics you follow, what, what news channel, it doesn't matter. I, I want you doing burpees. Yeah. And <laughs> now, do you face politics? Because one of the things that really draws me to you is that you're not at the mercy. So, I, you know, we're here at the University of Florida. I'm sure the coaches and the athletic director has to make some choice based on political pressures, et cetera. But you don't have any pressures, do you? Well, I mean, Joe Biden called yesterday and he was like, can you just can you just eliminate the, the sharp barbs on the barbed wire? We want it a little softer. And I, I said, no, we can't do it, Joe. I'm kidding. Um, I'm kidding. No, no, we, we do not um, bend to any political pressure ever. Um, we just do what's right and we I get people that. healthy. I love that. I love that. So um, you started off on Wall Street. How did you end up with Spartan? Well, back in the 70s, my mom found yoga, meditation, health food um, way before it was cool, um, way before Whole Foods, way before Yoga Journal. And um, I resisted. My sister resisted. She was, um, I'm getting a call from the UK right now. Okay. Um, hang on, you wanna hear a great accent? For sure, let's do Hold it. On. Hold on. Hey, Brookie. How you doing, how you doing, you all right? All right, you're on a podcast. We're talking Hi. about we're talking about politics in sports. Does, um, does politics have any, any place in sports? It certainly doesn't have a place in sport, no, definitely not, it shouldn't have. Sadly, um, Sadly, I think it does, but uh, yeah, it, you know that and money—they always pull. But I don't. It definitely shouldn't. Um, it definitely shouldn't have a place in the in the, in the purest of, in, of sports sense, no. And then, and then the next. I'm now the host of the show. <laughs> then the next, the next question we have, Brookie. Matt, Matt runs uh, the UK for us, um, and we call him Brookie. It's his nickname, uh, and he was big. He was a big rugby star. Believe it or not, that was his sport. Um, what uh, what story with the UK? You guys are opening up again. Is this a, is this a real opening as a country, or is this just a fake opening where you open this, for a week and then close again? This is legitimate, Joe, and that's what I was calling you for. So um, 
open doors, you can come on over, finally. Well, and the reason the reason we're bringing it up is last week I was trying to get a flight into the UK, or last few weeks, and they, no, you're going to have to quarantine for 10 days or whatever. So as of right now, breaking news, um, we can we could all fly into the UK. So if you were looking to leave... As of, as of Monday. As of Monday. As of Monday. It as comes, Monday. Comes into, law comes into effect for Monday. Awesome. All right. Well, I, I got to get back to my podcast. I sent you an email. Take a look at it. And let's see. I'll come over and visit. Let's make it. Um, I'll, I'll drop you back an email. Let's see you across the Midlands for our ETM Europe Cup of Monday. All right. Cheerio. See ya. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> I love uh, the English accent. We play, we play around with it at home all the time with my daughters. Um, lovely. Good to now, see you. Now, let me ask, have you had to quarantine at all over this past whatever? I don't know if I officially quarantined ever. I, um, I was pretty much on the move the entire time. We were on our farm in Vermont, which was in a bubble, basically. Um, we tra I traveled everywhere. I never stopped traveling, which was great. I was so annoyed at myself that I didn't film as I traveled around the world what I saw. Yeah. I think all of you would have loved to have seen when I was the only person on an airplane or I was the only person in an entire, literally the only person in an entire airport. Every store was closed. It was like Armageddon. Uh, I was the only person, you're not even going to believe this, at the Colosseum in Rome running around. I said to myself, this will never happen again in my life. This might never happen ever again. No. And I was running around for about three hours early morning doing burpees at the Coliseum alone. It was awesome. That's spectacular. Did you have your kettlebell with you? I didn't have my kettlebell with me then. You know, problem with the kettlebell, I got, but I do have a new kettlebell I want to show you. And explain that to people, you were traveling with your kettlebell. It reminds me of Tom Hanks in Castaway and Wilson. Yeah, so I, I created, the, the, well, what happened was years ago, I helped the guy lose uh, over 400 pounds on the farm. And one of the ways I motivated him was I said, look, as you lose weight, I'll gain weight. You lose 100 pounds, I'll carry 100 pounds. And so I started carrying around this sandbag, and then my family and I moved to Asia. And literally, as I we were trying to get on the plane, they took the sandbag from me, and they said, you can't, you can't bring this on the plane. So when I landed in Asia, I asked my wife to go on Amazon, and I said, can you order me a kettlebell? Because I promised I'd but I'm not going to carry a hundred pound kettlebell. That's ridiculous. Right. So, but I'll stick to, I'll stick to carrying something. Get me a 20 pound kettlebell. Well, in, in Asia, it showed up in kilograms. So that was like 44 pounds. So I didn't want to be the Spartan guy that returned the kettlebell because it was too heavy. So I started carrying around this 44 pound kettlebell and I was pretty consistent with it for about three years. When COVID hit in my travels, it became even more complicated to get on planes and it was just weird. And uh, I probably had 20, 30 of them confiscated. And so um, I just got so annoyed. I asked my team to develop a new kettlebell, which I'll show you here, breaking news. That's a phone case at the same time, because I figured maybe I can get on and off the planes more easily. You see that? Yes, so, so it's just it's, a phone case. Just a simple phone case, it's 30 pounds. Mm -hmm. and, and, um, and you know, if you're doing a phone call, you're getting in shape at the same time, and it forces you to really be um, mindful of the of the calls you take because you're gonna have to lift this thing and hold it in front of you. It's heavy, so, right? And probably a lot less rando texting and watching TikTok. No random text because it's hard to hold. 
Um, you're getting in shape as you listen to Spotify or whatever you're into. I think it's genius. I'm, I'm, I, I'm shocked Apple hasn't made one, to be honest. I was just going to say, I'm surprised that hasn't caught fire. And yeah, yeah, I, I mean, expect. It's so, it's so obvious. <laughs> you're likely to retire off this one. I'm, not, I'm, I'm sorry to see you go, Joe, but yeah. that will be a, a home run. Perhaps if you made one that was like six ounces, per, perhaps. There you go. I got one of those too. Hang on. For the um, for the regular people, we got. Can you see that? Yes, I isn't can. That, oh, isn't that isn't that nice? That little. That is very cute. Actually, you know what? I could see you doing a phone case in the shape of your fart, your Spartan mask, yeah. and that could be fun. That's adorable. There we go. For babies, for slacker babies who need to get in shape. Oh, what a great um, teething device! Right. Yes, I like that. Stardom, <laughs> so the slacker babies lying around sleeping all day. You make it gummy, multi-purpose kettlebell. <laughs> so you went from Wall Street to Spartan. Went from Wall Street to Spartan, and um, I just got tired of it, sitting on the trading desk, all the crazy, crazy pressures. And um, one of the ways I, I dealt with it all was by doing crazy races all over the world. It, it, you know, my shoulders would drop. I would be relaxed because I just felt like an animal. I felt like a human being again. And so I said, why can't I turn this into a business and make it my life? We should all only hope that we could find our passion in our business or our job. And um, I found mine. And so Spartan was born and here we are. And, you know, it gets tough every day, but um, great team, great community. And even, even when it sucks and even when the community's pissed at me or the team is pissed at me, it's still the greatest job anyone ever had. Yeah, absolutely. So it's interesting. I'm, I'm not a professor at UF. I just, I uh, volunteer lecture to graduating seniors every semester. And it's interesting to see so many of them take off, graduate with this incredible degree and getting a degree from UF in sports administration is a pretty solid start. Um, but their dad has an easy job for them at the car dealership or, you know, mom has this or that to hook them up. And then they bail on the industry because it's hard. You know, they're not instantly the athletic director of Stanford or whatever. So they do bail. And I'm constantly trying to convince them that it's worth it. And so you started off finance, you know, what's your advice for these students who they have a diploma and a dream, but, um, you know, they don't know how to get started. Well, I'm a believer in, um, just get your sneakers on, just start moving, just start doing. And, um, as long as you're living in alignment with, you know, your values and your beliefs and so forth, and you're moving, you're not sitting on the couch waiting for a lightning bolt to hit your, your roof. And all of a sudden, give you that perfect thing. That's not going to happen. It doesn't find you in the living room. Uh, it will find you if you're moving and working and living according, again, to your, to your values and belief system. Um, I watched so many kids when I was growing up that told me, oh, that's not, I don't, because I was doing construction and swimming pools at a young age. That's not what I want to do. I'm waiting to find my thing. I, I don't want to study that. I don't know what I want to study. And before you know it, a decade or two decades goes by and they haven't done anything. Yeah. And so um, momentum builds momentum. And then you find that thing. Wall Street wasn't my thing, but, but I was moving and I was meeting yeah. people and it afforded me the opportunity to go sign up for events. And, um, and then that, by the way, and then at an event, I met my wife. And so you, you just got to be doing. 
you got to be doing. Now, who was your first employee? My first employee was two boys from Castleton University um, that I believe studied. Um, they had a degree in sports marketing or sports something. Okay. Um, ben and Matt. Uh, this is their this is their their day in, in, in bright lights um, because I'm I'm, I'm I'm announcing who they were Ben and Matt and they were good they hustled they got after it and then um, how do you hire people now what do you look for in an employee I look for people that are animals that are just just ferocious just get after it they work twenty hour days uh, there's nothing that scares them uh, there's a great book that every one of the students at the university should read called uh, A Message to Garcia, okay. writ written in the late 1800s. And um, it basically talked, this was a businessman that wrote the book. And it basically talks about finding that man or woman that just breaks down walls. They don't need a door. They just break down walls. They have a great attitude. They're always full of energy. They're given energy. They're not taking energy away from the room or the people they're around. And, and um, domain expertise we could teach, but that stuff you can't teach. Right. And then how do you motivate your employees? With a whip, a whip, oh, nice. a kettlebell and a, and a beating. No, no. Um, I think our, our purpose motivates um, our folks. I think the fact that we're changing lives, a story like you told uh, about being at our race in Jacksonville. So uh, that provides all the motivation. Plus one other thing, hang on. One other thing we have for motivation around here, a little selfless, shameless plug. Do it. Spartan Energy. Spartan Energy, um, plant-based power, baby. Anybody that's walking around the office and a little sluggish, you give them one of those, they're back in the game. All right. All right. And then what do you do when you have a slacker? How, how do you fire people? Are you a you-fired guy? or? No, I'm, I'm probably, I probably need a class in that. I'm not, I'm not too good. I, I think we um, – I'm not too good at that. But we have a big team here. They figure out how to get rid of the, the, the slackers. Okay. That's actually really a hard thing to do. I mean, you seem a very tough exterior, but uh, how do you manage getting rid of I'm people? a softie. My wife will tell you. I'm just, a, I'm easy going. I don't know if I'm buying that. <laughs> <laughs> but 300 people, that's solid. That's a lot. Did you ever dream of employing people? I, I mean, since I'm uh, pre-teens, I've been employing people, so... I'm, I'm really good. I'm not good at a lot of things, but I'm really good at motivating people and getting people sucked up and excited into what we're doing. Whatever it is we're doing from, from playing hooky when I was a kid and building a BMX track at, you know, 13 years old or whatever it is, I, I, I could sell the dream. So you have street cred, and I think that goes a long way for the leaders. I think we've all had a coach in our youth sports where they were telling us to run, yet they were shaped like a potato and did not exercise at all. And we thought you'd do it, but you've got a ton of street cred. In fact, you turned into a bit of a athletic maniac. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, I, I, you know, what I found was um, it's easier to stay in shape if you're always signed up for a race. So I just uh, selfishly and, and – um, lazily just kept signing up for races so that every every weekend i was racing somewhere and I, I just didn't have to worry about you know training and all the pressure leading up i just race after race after race after race so um i did a bunch of them yeah but you're not talking about 5k races you're talking about ironman triathlons and uh, 100 milers a lot of hundreds a lot of 50s a lot of ironmans a lot of adventure races yeah i went a little crazy for a while 
And then what's your mental game? Like, do you suffer at all? I know I suffer. Even if I go do a half marathon, there's some suffering involved. So how do you deal with suffering in a hundred mile? Uh, you did bad water. I suffer. I suffer every day. We all suffer. Yeah. We go into that dark place and um, everybody does. And then it's just a matter of um, being able to, to deal with it. And, and I think that's a muscle that you have to develop. Um, but you're not going to develop it watching Netflix. You're not going to develop it listening to a podcast. You're not going to develop it reading a book. You got to actually get out there and, uh, and feel it and participate in it. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And then you had your leg almost ripped off in a car accident and your game plan. Yeah, coming out of <laughs> yeah I, had, I went through a window in a car accident at 85 miles an hour and my leg got ripped out of my hip. But um and they said I wouldn't, I wouldn't run or, or, or really walk very much, but I, I kept going to doctors until I found a doctor that said, you'll be fine. And uh, once I heard that, we put together a training protocol. I, I went nuts again. Yeah, your, your training protocol was do all the Ironman. Yes, that was the, that was the exact protocol. Was, um, let's go do every Ironman in the world in a row. Did a you do them? I got to 14 that year and um, my wife at the finish line in Switzerland uh, was eight months pregnant and said, are we having a family or are we just going to continue to do races? So she ripped the um, cord on that one, said, slow down, maniac. 14 is pretty good. What do you do now? It, uh, do you still do races? A little bit. Somebody will, will, will say, hey, let's go do a hundred mile or a hundred K here or there or do something and I'll go do it. Um, I train every day, always have. Um, but I think I think my my real endurance stuff right now is just the office. Right? And That's what I'm dealing with right now. And your office is pretty interesting. You have some cool fitness equipment. Do you mind showing everybody what's what's there? Sure. It's not that is the Spartan climb machine. Look at that, baby. That is crazy, Steve. If you could last like two minutes on that, you're pretty unbelievable. So are you holding on to that top handle and just yeah. climbing with your knees at your chest? Yeah, but but um, we also have a version where there's a um, rope pulley on top. So you're, you're pulling the rope as you're climbing. And okay. the rope is obviously giving way. So it's really, really hard to do. We, got, we obviously have the rope pulley, which you see. Right, can you see that? Yep. Uh, we got a bunch of Mongolian bow and arrows. We got all kinds of statues and uh, obviously the most important, greatest innovation is that. <laughs> I, th I think you're going to go places now, Joe, now that you've got that phone case. Um, yeah, the world is your oyster. <laughs> so do you guys ever shoot the arrows at each other? We don't. My kids do. But um, but no, in, in the office, it's off limits. No, because uh, we have some poison darts back there that some tribal leader sent me from Africa. So I don't want somebody getting poisoned. Are you saving them for someone special? I am. I am. <laughs> so you're a no excuses guy. Uh, how do you deal with other people and their excuses? Because there are plenty. Yeah, I, I just I, I don't like to be around that. And, and I'll, I'll usually push it right. I'll shine a mirror right in your face if you if you come to me with an excuse. And I'll typically, like if one of my kids is complaining about something, I'll say, well, you know, so-and-so is missing two legs. How's he doing today? Right. right. So um, people have it worse and it could always be worse. We could be living in Siberia with no food. So uh, although you, you're not happy uh, with what your mother made for dinner, uh, it could be a lot worse. 
That's right. And and the victim mentality is uh, more popular than ever right now. Yeah, you you sound um, very conservative, like myself. I um, I have no time for it, and uh, I think we could all just put our heads down, work a little harder. I got a great sweatshirt that says "Nobody cares, work harder," and uh, that's my philosophy. Yeah, it's interesting, and I I use social media mostly just for work and marketing, and I tend not to do anything personal. But I have some friends, and the amount of pray for me, I sprained my ankle, and I I think. You're eating up all the prayers and your sprained ankle. And why is that the thing you want to put out there today? Why is that what you want to show everybody about yourself? Well, I think that's why it's important. If we could bring back a rite of passage that every, you know, 17, 18 year old male and female has to go through in this country could be a a Spartan ultra beast or something. I would give it away for free if the Department of Defense wanted me to. Then um, what you would have is you'd have a bunch of people, you'd have a society where they might not complain about the sprained ankle because they've they've experienced much worse. Yeah, true so adversity. You need to experience um, hard shit. And when you do, you appreciate what, what we have. Yeah, I, um, I, I think you do a, a good job of kind of smacking that out of people. Thank you. Of course, of course. So um, Tough Mudder was one of your fiercest competitors and then you bought them. Yeah, they, they fell on some hard times um, because of some poor business decisions financially. And, and uh, right before COVID was the absolute wrong time to buy them, but we did. And, um, and now we're one family. I can't say we're happy uh, because I still have PTSD from that fight uh, for 10 years fighting with them. You oh, know? Yeah. But, um, and my youngest daughter now is a mutter, which is, uh, she's like the black sheep of the family. She's gone to the other side. But um yeah, but we have both brands, and, and if it gets people healthy, uh, it's a good thing. Now, that competition, did they make you better? Oh, without a doubt. Without a doubt. Wait, I want to get a charger because my computer's going to die. Yeah, go ahead. Be back <laughs> this has actually happened to me mid-podcast where my phone or my cord became untangled and uh, had to go get a cord. It's just one of the things we do now. If you have any questions for Joe... Any comments, please feel free to ask them. Hey guys, hang on. I got to do a board call shortly too, but we will answer as many questions as we can here. Hang on. Sorry. That's okay. All right. So, so you have two race series that a lot of people will consider very dangerous. I've done, I haven't done Tough Mudder yet, but I've done quite a few obstacle course races of variety. And I never, I mean, maybe a scratch knee or some blisters from the ropes. How do you deal with the liability? Is that, does that stress you out at all? It's tough, right? Because our goal is to get people healthy. And um, whenever you take a million and a half people and, you know, if you put them in a restaurant, um, right. things happen. So it's just the law of numbers, but, um, but thankfully our, our record is impeccable, uh, when it comes to injuries and so forth. So we, our team does an amazing job. Yeah. Yeah. That's a big, uh, I, I would see that would be a deterrent for some business owners. Yeah. I got, um, I have a steel trap for a stomach. I can I, deal with it. And, and, and it's the bigger purpose of getting people healthy. So absolutely. Does, does anything intimidate you, Joe? Mm, sharks sharks yeah i'm afraid of sharks 
What about alligators? You know, I haven't really run into many alligators, so it's not top of mind. But um, I don't think I'd go swimming like in the uh, swamps down in Florida. So just so you know, as I do your races in Jacksonville, I look for alligators on those trails. Do you? I do. Yeah, yeah. Because they should be there or they're likely to be somewhere around there. Oh, good. Yeah. Good. That makes me happy. It's a little element of excitement you may not have known about. I'm a, I'm a native here. So I'm like, all right, perhaps, because that would be a super weird way to go down. That would be a super weird way. Spartan versus alligator in Jacksonville. I like it. Right. But I think I'd win. I think I'd win. So um, what are your plans for your races moving forward now that most of the world seems to be opening up? We're turning everything back on. We're on. How many events you have this year? I think we'll end the year. Don't quote me, but maybe we'll hit 100 out of out of the 325. Okay. It's a good, good start yeah. back. Will you be full for force in 22? We will be full force in 22. Magical. All right. Rhino wants to know thoughts on a plant-based diet. Uh, it's the way to go. It's the way to go. And I know for those of you uh, out there that are listening and saying, Joe, you're ridiculous. Um, we should, we should all eat paleo. Um, I'm just telling you based on my own experience for the last uh, 45 years, whenever I'm more plant-based and less anything else, I'm performing better. I have more energy. I'm happier. I'm healthier. So I understand people feel that everybody's different, yeah. but um, I've yet to meet somebody that says uh, they don't feel as good on, uh, on plants. And do you eat meat? I do eat a little bit of meat. Sometimes. Yeah. I think a lot of people have, uh, are on, what's the word? They just don't understand that you can have great, big, strong muscles without a lot of meat. Yeah. And I, and I, um, I only eat it when I eat it just out of like, weakness it's not even like i i could live and i have lived without it for years at a time so um and i'm and i'm fine and i know yeah. a lot of folks that that don't oh eat meat that are fine so um my best performances athletically were just on veggies so yeah i mean i'm in the same boat so is tom brady and if tom brady does something we should all do it right we should all do it there you go wake up and be like tom brady all right what's yeah. your favorite part of race day Start line, start, start line jitters. As an athlete or as the owner? Both, both. I like that start line as the owner and I like that start line as an athlete. That's exciting, that's yeah. very exciting. Um, what is your favorite obstacle, Spartan race? Spear throw. Are you good at that? That's really hard. I'm pretty good at it. I've never accomplished, that is my burpee station. Yeah, I'm pretty good at it. I just want to put it out there. It's very hard and it's got a rope or a chain attached to it. And you got to stab the Spartan body target. and the target. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what do you think is the most difficult obstacle? I would say the terrain, you know, the mountains, the cold water, et cetera. Anything new? They do have some new obstacles, but I, um, I would have a tough time describing them here. I don't know all the details, but I, I know we wrote some big checks for new obstacles. Okay. Well, that's exciting. And then is there anything you're getting rid of, an old favorite? What am I getting rid of? You know, I got the old um, jousting sticks in here when we had the gladiators. Uh, I'm dying to bring the gladiators back. Do that. So competitors would get up and joust each other? No. As you were coming through the finish line and you were finally finished and you were five feet from crossing, 
the gladiators would keep you from getting across the line. Okay. Yes. I, I say yes, please. Yeah. Yeah, that was good. I'll bring that one to Florida. All right, Joe. And then we have a lightning round and I'm going to let you go. I know you have a, a ton yeah. to do today, um, but just a few silly questions to let people see the other side of you. What's your favorite movie? Batman Begins. Christian Bale? Yes. Great choice. Uh, favorite TV show? Peaky Blinders or Ozark, if you, if you would consider those um, TV shows. Okay. Favorite type of music? Genre? I like, um, I mean, I like you too. I, 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 I like classic rock. Um, I like Ibiza. If you, if you guys say Ibiza or Ibiza, I don't know what they say out there. Um, yeah, I like it all. Okay. And if you were to listen to only I, one. I wouldn't, listen to, I wouldn't listen so much to country. I like country once in a while, but. Okay. Yeah. All right. We'll give you a pass on that. Yeah. Um, if you're going to go do Badwater again, you can only listen to one song the whole time. What would it be? The Verve. Um, what is the song? The Verve. Um, ah, I'll ask me another question. I'll Sing it. it. Do you love I can't sing it. Uh, where the heck is it? Oh, you're looking it up. The verb. You're putting me on the spot. That's right. Information at your fingertips. You never have to go without knowing the answer to anything again. Um, bittersweet Symphony. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Okay. For 135 miles. Um, are you a good dancer? Yes. Surprising. I like that. I like that. That's good confidence. Do you dance at your races? I don't, but I um, I used to dance a lot because my mother taught dance in addition to yoga and meditation. That's very sweet. Um, what's the hardest thing you've ever done? Have four children. I think that was the hardest thing we've ever done. Um, and, and, and work on that or, or build this business would be the hardest thing I've ever done. Do you have hard plans coming up? Things that stress you out? Um, tomorrow <laughs> stresses me out. Every so tomorrow? Much, so much shit going on. Trying to restart the world. Um, we just had we just had a race planned in Scotland and they and they pulled it on us and with, with eight hours to go. We, you know, everybody flew in from around the world. So yeah, we got that, challenges. That blows, sorry. Um, what's your favorite type of food? If I can only eat one food, yeah, salad. Nice choice. And then, what's your favorite indulgence? Favorite indulgence. What would I indulge in if I? This is going to sound crazy, but watermelon. That does sound crazy, but yeah, <laughs> that's a really nice answer. I was going to say sweet or salty, but you you sound like a yeah. sweets guy. Yeah, I'd go with watermelon. I'd eat. I would just eat it forever. Oh, it's a nice choice. Besides your own, besides endurance sports, what's your favorite sport to watch? Well, now it's wrestling. And when when is your when is your buddy competing? When does that happen? It's going to happen soon. I don't know the exact time yet, but it's coming up soon. So you you must watch Kyle Dake. Kyle Dake. Um, Kyle Dake. Okay. Right. And where'd it go? It just fell out of my head, Joe. Oh, oh, oh. 
So how does we have the regular Joes out there? We have a lot of endurance athletes watching, but we definitely have some regular Joes and Janes. What's your advice for the person who would like to come play with you and do a Spartan event or Tough Mudder and a little bit nervous? Just sign up. You just you can't think about it. You just got to sign up. And if you if you can't afford it or whatever, shoot me an email, Joe at Spartan.com. Magnificent. That's amazing. Thank you. You're awesome. Thanks for having me. It was great meeting you, Joe, and um, I'll come see you sometime this year. I'll be back after Boston. You better come back. I'll see yeah. you. All right. Bye. Take Bye-bye. care. Thank you. <laughs> and folks, for the rest of you, thank you so much for tuning in to the Wasden Speaker Series. Joe is, uh, he's one heck of a CEO. He has a really interesting story. So um, I would do a little more of a deep dive, especially for our students that are watching. Anyone needs a little kick in the can, a little courage to spend more time invested in the sports industry. There are opportunities for you. Um, You may not be the CEO or the athletic director or the head coach right away, uh, but just show up, volunteer, ask for an opportunity. I think that's really where all of this starts is get experience and, um, you know, meet people, put out your hand, say, hi, I'm so-and-so. I love your sport. I love your organization. I'd like to take part. Do you have any openings paid or not paid? Um, But yeah, he's the guy who went from Wall Street, the boardroom out to all over the world, um, helping people get dirty and healthy, fitter, stronger, live better, live longer. And um, yeah, you can do that too. So if you guys haven't already done so, follow me at fitness.com and, or there you go, at fitness and uh, stay tuned. Keep an eye on the University of Florida Watson Speaker Series. Look that up. I'm not the only one bringing in incredible sports and fitness professionals to the table. There's other professors, other speakers doing the same. And I'm a proud, I'm a proud Gator, proud to be a part of it. So for UF and I and the Wasdens get to work, bye team.